Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, time for a brand new Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Friday, the 8th of December, and the Flyers coming off a 4-1 win over the Arizona Coyotes. How about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven assists in the game? Wow. That means a big donation from the Philadelphia Flyers and Penn Medicine for the Penn Medicine assist. Because for every Flyers assist this season, Penn Medicine and the Flyers are donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So, yes, Flyers get a 4-1 win. Let's break this down because uh, another Flyer victory has now vaulted them, excuse me, into the second spot in the Metropolitan Division with 30 points, uh, one point ahead of the Carolina Hurricanes, who have 29 in one last game, and uh, seven points back of the New York Rangers, who are in the top spot in the division. Real quick, before we break down the specifics of the game, Arizona was a hot team coming into this game. They had won five straight. They beat Vegas 2-0, Tampa 3-1, Colorado 4-3 in overtime, St. Louis 4-1 in their last game prior to uh, the game against the Flyers was a 6-0 win over uh, the Metropolitan Division, Washington Capitals. So they come in feeling great, but the Flyers leave there with them not feeling so great. A 4-1 victory for the Flyers. Uh, the shots in the game, dead even, 26 aside. Not not high volume on either side. Uh, it wasn't, I would necessarily wouldn't call it a low event game, but low event when it, if you're judging it by shots, uh, for sure. Uh, the Flyers uh, go on the uh, PK three times in the game, but they don't go on the power play at all in the game, yet they come out with the 4-1 win, and the PK um, got the job done and also got the job done on the scoreboard. We'll get to that in a moment. Flyers win uh, just over 56% of the faceoffs in the game, and they take a 4-1 win away from the Arizona Coyotes. So, all right, now we said we were going to break it down. Let's break it down. Flyers open the scoring. They haven't uh, scored the first goal in quite some time. They've had some success recently. Uh, winning a couple of games prior uh, against, well, they got the, the overtime point against the New Jersey Devils when they didn't score first and had to come from behind. They also got the wins in Pittsburgh in the shootout coming from behind, and then the win in Philadelphia also coming from behind. And uh, the Flyers in this one, though, they get the first goal. The game, it comes 10-11 into the first period, and it's Travis Konechny who picks up the goal. And this is an interesting goal because there's a couple elements to this. Literally four seconds before Konechny scores, there was a face-off draw in the Coyote zone on the right side. Right, right dot. Sean Couturier is the center. Now, he's a left-handed shot. And Konechny is lined up about a 45-degree angle back to uh, the top of the circle to Sean Couturier in the middle of the ice. It's obvious where he's trying to draw the puck to. Because if he's not trying to draw it there, Konechny's right up on the hash mark and looking to go towards the net. So that's the set play. They have the faceoff, gets it right back to Konechny. He shoots it. It gets deflected. It ends up in the safety net. Same exact draw, same exact spot. Four seconds later, again, Sean Couturier draws it back to Travis Konechny, and this time he beats a kind of, I mean, I don't know if he was sleeping or he didn't pay attention to the play before or what it was, uh, but just hits the goalie, and it ends up back in the back of the net. It was stunning to me that it played out the way it did, but hey, we'll take it. Uh, Travis Konechny's 13th of the season. Sean Couturier with the assist. Flyers go up 1-0. 13-18 into the first period. Then it's Joel Farabee. Really nifty play here. Starts in the D zone when Zamula breaks up a play and doesn't 
you know, start dusting the puck off. Gets it right back up the ice. Flyers go on the attack fast in transition from a broken up D play in their own zone. They get right up the ice, go up the right side. Kind of a clumsy zone entry, to be honest. Uh, but it creates a little confusion for the Coyotes. They get a little over-pursuit to the right side. And then a really pretty passing play. Cam Atkinson to Cam York. York back to Atkinson. And Joel Farabee just driving hard to the back door. Boom! He gets a perfect pass and puts it in the back of the net. Flyers go up 2-0. Uh, Atkinson and York pick up the assist on that one. Then, at 17:33, the Coyotes get on the board just after a power play of theirs expired. And uh, Lawson, Lawson Krause picked up his 11th goal of the season. Flyers kind of two players over-pursued here to Michelli, and he's able to get the puck to a wide-open Lawson Krause out front. He beats Carter Hart. So we'd end the first period with the Coyotes up 2-1, to one, or excuse me, the Flyers up 2-1 to one in the game. Now let me give you some numbers on that real quick. Flyers, when scoring first this season, going into the game, 11-1. and one. When leading after one, as they were here, 2-1, to one, they have a record of 9-2-0. and oh. Um, so they're in a good position if you base it on the, the history of the first 25 games this season. So there you go. Uh, that's Those are the numbers. They don't mean anything if you don't keep playing. And the Flyers did exactly that. They kept playing because in the second period, they come out, they kill off uh, two power plays from Arizona. Now, power, Arizona's power play is the fifth-ranked power play in the NHL. This isn't a... a, a you know, Arizona, oh, they stink as Arizona for the year. No, 26.8% is what they were clicking on on their power play coming into the game. Fifth best in the NHL. They have some guys that can move it around and put it in. At the Flyers, sixth best penalty kill in the NHL. But the two power plays, what they result in is a negative one for Arizona because the Flyers at 438 pick up yet another shorthanded goal. They're seventh as a team, which now leads the NHL once again. And the third for Travis Konechny, which is tied for the lead in the NHL. And his 14th goal of the season, shorthanded. Scott Lawton with an assist and Nick Sealer as well. And the Flyers go up 3-1. to one, Total control of this game. So what are their numbers when they head into the third period with the lead? Now it's a 3-1 lead, so it's even a little bit more pronounced than a 2-1 lead. But when after two, they're 9-1 heading into the third period. I believe the only game they lost where they were leading after two periods, is the Vegas game in Vegas, where Vegas came back from a 2-1 deficit, got a game tied, and then won the game with 33 seconds left to win it 3-2. So we go to the third period. Are the Flyers going to be able to you know, control the game in this third period, up two goals? Well, they get the only goal of the period when Cam York picks up his fourth of the season. Travis Sanheim and Nick Delaria picks up his 100th NHL point. That puts the Flyers up 4-1. to one. Carter Hart, any opportunities other than, obviously, the Kraus goal, he he stood up to. He just looked, again, cool as a cucumber. It's becoming as per, as per usual with Carter Hart these days. He just looks so dialed in. No panic in the way he looks on the ice. Same thing with Sam Harrison, to be honest with you. Um, you're still looking at two just really confident goalies in the way they're playing, the way they're reading plays, and uh, the result is another Win for the Flyers, a 4-1 win against Arizona. They're going to continue this road trip coming up on Saturday night. They're going to go to Colorado. The task is going to get tougher with Colorado. It's a good team. Yeah, Arizona won five straight coming in. Uh, Colorado in their last 10, 5-3-2. They're sitting in the top spot of the Central Division of the Western Conference. They're a team that when you look at the pieces they have, yeah, absolutely, they're a cup contender. No question about it. 16-8-2 on the season and 34 points. That's up next for the Flyers. 
Uh, but they've won three straight now, and once again, just played a really, really solid road game. One, This stat kind of blew my mind. Tim Saunders, uh, during, after the first period, broke out this stat about the Flyers, and it, it's astounding. It's They've given up three goals or less. It, when he gave it out, the game wasn't over, but three goals or less in their last nine road games. That's now ten. The nine road games was their longest stretch in 18 years that they've done that. That's a team that defends well, that defends in their zone, and frankly, is defending less. That's a big part of that number, in my estimation, is that they're defending less, and that's helping as well. So they get the 4-1 win over the Arizona Coyotes. Again, next up on Saturday against Colorado. Then, what is it, next Tuesday, they'll take on the Nashville Predators. So that's the road trip for the Flyers, and they will get back at it coming up on Saturday against Colorado. Let's let's get to our our task at hand here over the next couple of days. Since we've gone on kind of long already, let's jump in to the Flyers goaltenders. We're doing the Flyers after 25. They've played 26 games now because of the win last night. But when you look at the Flyers after 25, now 26 games, we're, we're giving out the grades. Real quick, quick, I want to just mention this real quick. Because the Flyers this season, when we get to the D, the reason why I can't combine the the goaltenders and the D is because the Flyers have now played 10 different defensemen this season already. We're 26 games in. They've played Sanheim, York, Walker, Sealer, Zamula, Stahl, Ristolainen, Emil Andre got four games, Victor Mete got a game, And Louis Belpedio, I think, got 12 games. That's an insane number that they've played 10 different defensemen so far this season. 26 games in. Some of those guys, younger guys. Sanheim's 27, York 22, Walker's 29, Sealer's 30, Zamula 23, Stahl's 36, Ristolainen 29, Emil Andre is 21, Mete is 25, and Louis Belpedio is 27. So they've gotten 10 total D guys in there so far this season. Pretty astounding. Uh, I I wasn't even aware that they had the ability to get that many guys in this quickly into the season. But that's exactly what they've done. All right, let's look at the goaltenders. Let's grade out the goaltenders. Again, this is the, the grade based on everything in total, not just the last handful of games, not just the last two weeks, anything like that. This is the entirety of this season so far. And let's start with Carter Hart, because Carter Hart on the year has been so strong for the Flyers. He's having a great season. Uh, he's got 915 save percentage, goals against average around two and a half, goals saved above expectation, is in the top 10 in the NHL. He's been calm. He's been situationally very good, very good. Like, I look back at that New Jersey game where they're trailing, and there's a, a penalty kill the Flyers are on in the second period. And a low to high play, it was Jack Hughes getting it out to Holtz, who has multiple chances. And it's a huge spot in the game. The Devils, I think, are up by one at the time, looking to go up by two. And Hart makes just a flurry of saves. I look at that Pittsburgh game and that, that flurry of saves that he made from that six-and-a-half-minute mark at home all the way till about the one-and-a-half-minute mark in the second period. 
He made seven saves in that five minutes. Three of them were on just back-to-back, back. Just be- unbelievable saves. In a, in a huge situation where the game was tied. And you knew that that game was on a razor's edge. It was You could not have anything go in that was not that would be deemed a goal that you'd like to have back. He has stepped up. John Tortorella has talked about it. I don't have to worry about him. I don't have to worry about his readiness. I don't have to worry about you know all some elements that you do have to worry about with goalies from time to time. Consistency, preparation, taking care of his body, his mind, his work ethic at practices, all of it. Details of his game, it has all really, really been there. He's had a very good start to the season. It's not perfect. There's a couple of moments that goals and stuff that he would like to have back, like the the one goal in the one game against, uh, I can't remember who it was against. It might have been Carolina, where it's a 2-1 game, and then he gives up that third goal where it kind of went under his pad and then his momentum of his body kind of forced it in that. It wasn't a great time for that goal. But overall, he's been very good. And if I'm grading Carter Hart right now on the first 26 games of the season, 16 appearances, yes, also miss some time. Uh, with with an injury and then miss some time with food poisoning. Um, if I'm grading his season so far, he gets an A minus. To me, I mean, he's so close to an A. I don't even know why I'm giving him the minus. He'll probably give me crap for it. Uh, but he's been really good, just really good. And I've talked about this quite a bit. That when you're in a rebuild, it's really hard to measure where you are in a rebuild. If you don't get goaltending. And I think it's really hard for players in front of a goalie to show what they can do in a rebuild or how they're progressing if they don't get goaltending. Now, what do I mean by that? If you're in a rebuild and you got a goalie back there that can't that can't bail out your team at any time, where every time you make a mistake or every time you incur some risk and it doesn't work out, it ends up in the back of your net. Players will just automatically stop trying to create stop trying to push because they're afraid that if they do and it doesn't work out then it ends up in the back of the net and that's obviously bad players want to win doesn't matter where you are in a rebuild so if you don't get goaltending I think it has the potential to stunt young players growth when they get to the NHL I firmly believe that so when you can get really solid goaltending, not only that, but you can get goaltending from some very young sources, I think that that's a very big thing. Carter Hart's 25. He's played 217 NHL games already. He's way ahead of the curve in an experience department. And his development has been great as an NHL goaltender. That's a big element of this to me, a very big element that you're getting good goaltending and that helps you and helps your players develop and helps you be able to judge where they are. Because sometimes I think teams like Ottawa, Buffalo, they're the easy ones to point out. I thought Detroit was in that in this place as well. Um, I, there's other teams that have been in this conundrum of a rebuild and they say, well, how am I, um, how's my team going to be once they get some goaltending? Uh, we'll be fine in our rebuild once we get some goaltending. And goaltending is not easy to find. It's like a quarterback in football. If you have it, you don't have to worry about it. You're good. You can concentrate on other things. If you don't have it, you're looking for it nonstop. 
until you can get it. So Carter Hart, A- minus on the season. Uh, let's take a look at Sam Harrison and his season so far. He's been – didn't get off to a good start, and his overall raw numbers, not great. They're not. And his start to the season is going to be considered. He's now played in his career in 21 NHL games. This season, he's played in nine. He's got a record of uh, eight, or excuse me, he's got a record of five, three, and one. He's appeared nine. He started eight. He came in that one 10 minutes in uh, against Buffalo when Carter Hart had to leave. Uh, his raw numbers, 885 save percentage, nothing great. His goals against average, 2.78. That's pretty solid. And he does have a shutout. And he's a guy that has really, his game has dialed in of late. First three or four games this year, pretty rough. And pretty rough on the numbers. And I don't know if he's going to get enough games in total this season to really ever kind of wash those numbers. You'd have to have a really big sample size to wash the numbers when you're a backup goaltender. You just may not get the bulk of games to be able to wash it. So his season, I mean, in the first game this year, he gives up five. Second game, he gives up seven. Then he has that game against Buffalo. He only gives up two. Um, and then the game against uh, Buffalo where they get the win, he only gives up the one. So as, since the first three games of the year, when you look at the next one, two, three, six games, his numbers and, and play have been stellar. He gets that win over Buffalo. He takes that loss against San Jose. It was a 2-1 game, but he played well in that game. He made 17 saves on 19 shots. Not a lot of workload. Then Anaheim, he goes there on the road. Uh, he gives up the three goals in that game, but he makes 35 saves on 38 shots. Then he gets the win against Columbus, the 5-2 win, 20 saves on 22. Then he has the shutout against the New York Islanders, which was a stunning game. The battle between him and Ilya Sorokin and then the performance in the shootout. Uh, that's a one nothing game that the Flyers win. And he gets the shutout for that one. And then the last game he plays in is Friday, or the game in Pittsburgh, where he goes in, he gives up three goals, gives up nothing in the shootout. Makes 29 saves on 32 shots. He's, you know, his overall grade is a B minus. His last, last five games grade is an A minus. But his overall grade is a B minus. Now, what are these players pointing up? Clearly, Sam Erson's Ar arrow right now is pointing up. Carter Hart's arrow, I think, is flat or pointing slightly up. But, I mean, you look at those last six games from Sam Erson, five and one record. 11 goals allowed, 158, um, 158 shots against, 147 saves, and a 930 save percentage and one shot out. That's what he's done in his last six games. Those are pretty gaudy numbers for six games. So the goaltending, and look at the goaltending total. Cal Peterson played two games, got shellacked in one against L.A., got a win in the other. I don't even, I don't know that there's a need for us to give a grade, but when you look at the Flyers' goaltending overall, probably B plus, A, right around there, where it's been for the season, you'll take that. That helps you be able to judge where you are in a rebuild. And this isn't like the goaltending is just bailing them out and masking the problems of a team during a rebuild. That's not the case here. So goaltending has gotten the job done. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Tomorrow, we will preview Flyers Colorado Avalanche. Oh, I can't wait for this game already. It's going to be a good one. Nathan McKinnon. You've got Miko Rantanen. You've got Kale McCarr. Oh, man. 
what a game it's going to be. Can't wait for that. And uh, join us then tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.